0: Delay. So hey, everyone. Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Fox 12 Weather Podcast. It's been a little while. Last time we recorded was back in February. Today is March 23rd. I'm meteorologist Jeff Forgeron, joined by Camilla Ortiz. Hey, Camilla. Hello, everybody. And our chief meteorologist, Mark Nelson. Hey, Mark. Good afternoon, Jeff. Hey, is everybody enjoying uh, the current weather whiplash <laughs> that we're experiencing right now? Uh, <laughs> mm, you know, no. no. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I don't think enjoying is the word for it.
0: All right. Tuesday, we hit 64 at PDX. I think it was also 64 down in Salem. Um, Yesterday, Wednesday, we hit 66 at PDX, and I believe it was 63 in Salem. And uh, today, we are about, well, a solid 20 degrees cooler at PDX this afternoon. Um, I think we we I believe we maxed out so far at 49. I I would assume that's probably going to be the high temperature for the day. Um, And... Yeah, we had a cold front slide through. It brought some some rain this morning, a little bit of mountain snow. It was mainly near above 3,000 feet, but now that snow level's starting to drop. We're starting to get some of those heavier downpours behind the front. Um, Kind of a fun time of year in the Northwest, I would say, From a, you know, weather perspective, if you like thunderstorms, we had a couple yesterday and Mm -hmm. uh, we could see a few more today and maybe tomorrow uh, the air is a bit more unstable with that higher sun angle. And that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Things are, things are changing and uh, they're not done changing. We have some cool air coming in and lower snow levels as well.
2: Yeah. I just made the forecast. Camilla, I I don't know if I left that with you. We're in different rooms now, but uh, I made the forecast and I ran into the, we have a recording booth here, very fancy (laughs) because, you know, it's a TV station. Uh, We have recording booths. And, um, I think, uh, the, the, what we call the 850 millibar temp, uh, that goes down to, that's a temperature at uh, 5,000 feet in Celsius, um, goes down to about minus seven the next few mornings. So that's cold enough to bring snow pretty darn close to sea level. If there are heavy showers around and this late in the season, it's only, if it happens, if we, if somehow we get sticking snow at the lowest elevations, it can only happen in the very coldest time of the day. Cause, uh, that sunshine is so strong. But yeah, it looks like the showers and sunbreaks pattern, doesn't it? The next three days, especially the next two. Downpours, sunshine, five minutes later, downpour. Ten minutes after that, maybe rumble of thunder, maybe <laughs> hail. And then back to sunshine, one of those patterns. Looks like spring to me, but a cold version of the spring pattern.
1: Yeah, yeah. So it sounds like some folks maybe could see some conversational snow, right? Tomorrow oh, or Friday nice. morning and Saturday morning. Is that what we're thinking?
2: Well played. We should explain what's conversational oh, snow. Oh, yeah.
1: I figured we've used that term before in a
2: podcast, well, but maybe not. We might have newbies listening.
1: You're right. Know. You're right.
2: What, is, what does it mean? Means, it just means uh, it doesn't really affect us much. But you look out the window, window and you say, "Oh my gosh, it's snowing! Isn't that great?" Uh, or you say, "Ugh," like my wife says, "Ugh, this is stupid so late in the season." And that just means it's we. You, you talk about it. Maybe you're talking to your friend or on Facebook. Maybe yeah. it's Facebookable snow now or Twitter snow. But yeah. um, so then you notice it, but it doesn't really affect you that much. I think we have that coming up the next few mornings. But you live high up in the hills, like I live at 1,000 feet. Don't want to sound like an elitist, like I live up in the hills. But um, I could easily see a, an inch or two each of the next few mornings.
0: Wow. It, it, it gets a little more interesting when we get these heavier downpours, right? I mean, yeah, the, everything says that the snow level will bottom out close to 1,000 feet next two to three mornings. Like basically the coldest times of the day. Um, but man, you get a heavy shower and that can cool the air briefly over like a, an eighth of a neighborhood, basically. You know, like it, it, <laughs> it's, I'm yeah. just saying, like it can happen in sure. such a small section of a city that um, that heavy downpour could quickly cause rain to switch over to snow down near 500 feet or even lower than that. And
2: Well, remember, um, what was that? Remember we had the big snowstorm, and then in the following 10 days, we had several episodes just like this where we had some downpours during the late night hours, early morning hours. There's some snow in the air. Everybody's life continued as normal more or less. But remember that one evening, uh, in fact, it was right over the boss's house, as I recall, over like Mountain Park or Lake Oswego area. We had these like heavy, really heavy downpours. I think there might have been a rumble of thunder maybe. And also there was hail and boy, that hail can help cool the whole column and suddenly snow is coming on down with the hail and you go from hail to snow and it was 45 degrees and suddenly it's 34 and there's a inch of snow on the ground. So that can happen too. We saw that. What was that? Two, three weeks ago.
1: Yeah. And it's interesting. I've got the graph pulled up here. I mean, it Mm -hmm. looks like definitely, as far as precipitation goes, more frequent showers tomorrow, uh, tomorrow morning. And then it looks like Saturday, I don't know if you noticed, Mark, was the snow level maybe a little bit lower. So i I'm seeing more slightly. widespread blue. Yeah. But, but it's like, we're drying out a little bit. We've got more kind of dry patches yeah. between the showers. So
2: I it's going to be kind of random. Yeah. And I looked at the soundings, you know, just looking at seeing how cold the atmosphere is both on the Euro and the Wharf GFS from UW does really well with those nice high de- detailed soundings. And both could produce sticking snow to sea level. If there's a heavy shower that said it's tough to uh, in this pattern where the showers come in from the West, when we've had these late season like real snow events like march 20 2012 or last april remember last april those have always involved like when we get real snow like at three inches or two inches down in the lowest elevations those have almost always involved like a, a, a stalled cold front nearby or some sort of steadier precipitation usually with these showers we just get these little bits in these late season
0: events hmm. so it kind of interesting um that we're talking about the possibility of maybe a little bit more lowland snow um sent you guys that graphic. Mark, I think you pulled the data I've got it right here. Yeah, Yeah. the the latest measurable snowfall dates at the National Weather Service uh, office in Portland. Um, We have the top five, so we'll just kind of give you a general sense of when those days were. Um, And we can include the years as well. Um, Back in, so number five, we'll go five, four, three, two, one, in uh, in terms of like, (laughs) latest. Uh, Back in March 15th, 1946, we recorded 6 tenths of an inch of snow, then March 22nd, twenty twelve, five tenths of an inch, March 25th, April 11th, April 12th. So basically, from about March 15th to to April 12th, those are the five latest dates that we've seen measurable snow, and what we mean by that is a tenth of an inch of snow or more. At the National Weather Service office in Portland, so right. we're kind of in that ballpark. All of a sudden, if we if we happen to pick up a tenth or more in the somewhere in the next you know couple of nights or a few months, few nights, we're gonna crack this top five and add new dates to the list. So I mean, it's it's pretty notable that we're still talking about the possibility of lowland snow this time of year.
2: Yeah, uh, you know that 2012 event that half half an inch on March 22nd. Um, that was the day before the afternoon before, Salem, Eugene, Albany all picked up from three to eight inches of snow. It was a snowstorm down there the day before. And then it was just a, a stalled cold front sitting right over the top of us. It was just this all day long that day. It was uh, steady rain in Portland, a rain and snow mix top of the West Hills. It was mostly snow. And then as nightfall came on, and as the precipitation ended, I think by 10 or 11 PM, the snow level came right down all the way. And the PDX, you know, at the lowest elevation there along the Columbia River had, uh, what was it? Half an inch? Of snow. So, um, everything has to be just right this time of the year to get anything more than just these little bits of snow in the mornings. Like w- last April, right?
1: W- what? Yeah, and I was going to say, was that April of last year event when you oh, were yeah. on vacation, Mark? Right. Am
2: I remembering that correctly? Oh yeah. Yeah, I wasn't even in the same hemisphere. <laughs>
1: I was so angry because i remember i basically had just started like filling in on weather and I
0: was like oh no oh, no
1: no no <laughs> no it was
0: it was crazy i remember walking the dog that it was like that afternoon maybe and it was April 11th so April 11th is the second latest date and then April 12th the next day we recorded a little bit more so we had technically 1.6. One one and six tenths of an inch on April eleventh and then three tenths of an inch of snow on April twelfth. So I remember walking Pepper on April eleventh and just watching the snow pouring off, you know, yeah. in the form of water off of rooftops. Because I mean, by that time, like almost mid April, that sun is strong when it right. does come out and it takes like very little effort from Mother Nature to just melt that snow away. And it was it was remarkable. Um
2: You know that was uh, 50 degrees that day. PDX hit 50 just barely. So heavy snow in the morning to 50 in the afternoon. You know the day after, I kind of argued. Well, I wouldn't say I argued with them, but the weather service, I had a an email exchange with somebody at the weather service. The next day, I guess there were there were heavy showers, kind of like what we're expecting tomorrow. Downpour, some hail, and then they recorded 0.3 inch. And I said, wait a minute, the low for the day at the same spot was 38 degrees. And they said, well, they watched it briefly accumulate and then immediately melt, so that counted as snow, I guess. Oh. I don't know. I thought that was cheating, but okay. Huh? It yeah, does... that's
1: interesting. Actually, how long is it supposed to stay accumulated for it to count?
2: I don't know.
0: Huh. Well, I, I, I guess technically it just needs to accumulate, right? Mm. It's not. I mean, like a th-
2: it... if it was a third of an inch, that must have been pretty obvious. But he said it was actually snow and not just hail. Mm. So I guess to kind of wrap it up, I suppose, anybody right now that's listening says. So is it going to snow at my house in the next two days? That's what I want to know. I think if you're at the lowest elevations, you're going to see snow in the air at some point, maybe more than mm-hmm. once in the next two days. And there's, there's a decent chance you wake up and there's a skiff of snow on top of your car and there's snow falling. And then by nine, 10 AM, it's over probably like that. And if you live at a thousand feet, I think you're just about guaranteed getting at least a skiff of snow each morning.
0: It's going to be really, yeah. And it's going to be really hard for it to stick on any kind of roads. Just bottom line. It's yeah, just, I, I agree. It's just, I mean, yeah. that dark, that dark surface, the higher sun angle. It's just, it's that time of year. Um, so I
2: think uh, you got to do your schoolwork tomorrow, kids, for the last day before spring break. <laughs> and uh, if you work tomorrow and Saturday morning, I think you're still gonna have to go to work.
0: Yes. Fair enough. Um, this this March, though, I mean, I, the tweet I put out this morning was, I just want to put everybody in the proper mentality or something to that effect. Like, I want you to be mentally prepared for snow in the air. People are. I mean, it, it kind of feels like people are just, they're itching for summer, you know? The, <laughs> yeah. And then, and you know what's going to happen, guys. We're going to get into, like, July. We're going to get, like, our second or third heat wave, and people are just going to be mad, yeah. you know? So um, my my take on it is just embrace it because, you, you know, we're not going to have much more of this.
2: Yeah. It is what it is, yeah. I'm just getting older, mellow, maybe.
1: <laughs> no, I do. I do feel like people have pretty short attention spans when it comes to weather. You know, I feel like in the moment, you're going to get sick of whatever you're dealing with. But yeah, a few weeks later, you could get sick of the next thing, you know, that the season's bringing you. So, hey, I Camilla, agree, can,
0: Jeff. can you bring up the, um, well, because you're in the studio, correct?
1: Do you want me to bring up the almanac graphic that I may or may not already have
2: pulled up?
0: Please yes. do. <laughs> you read my mind. How many, yeah. was today be, or not today, was yesterday be sixth? Day that we hit the 60s. This yes, month?
1: yes, it was the sixth day in a stretch of seven because it was actually pretty cool. Well, kuya uh, coolish on Monday. We were in the low 50s Monday, but uh, yeah. Otherwise, it would have been uh, seven straight days of 60 plus degree temperatures had we not had that 52 day on Monday. So, so. six
0: days in the 60s. The rest have been cool, below average. Basically. yeah. Yeah.
1: So the first yeah. 15 days of March were all below average. A good chunk of 40s in there for the first nine days we were in the 40s so
0: so it's I I, I'm not trying to you know (laughs) be that that guy but uh, yeah it's been a cool month I totally get it I understand why people are kind of sick of the cool and wet and the snowy um weather I mean it and it it does feel like we can't get out of this pattern as well and I just got to make a mention California has been getting just hits so hard. Oh those
1: yeah, those poor
0: people in the mountains, like from the Sierra Nevada down south to the San Bernardino Mountains, for instance, they they just cannot get out of the snow. Um, and like just seeing some of the videos of people, you know, walking onto their roofs and pull, you know, trying to get the snow off, just so they don't collapse. I mean, uh, the stories have been amazing down there. I mean, <laughs> they're they're really you know, in that mindset of we can't wait for spring and summer. You know,
2: when I was yeah. making the forecast today, and I said it looks like we're going to be uh, speaking of Oregon spring break much of next week could be dry because on Monday and Tuesday, another system runs right into central California again, sweeps down offshore, misses us, you know, gives us a little offshore flow and it looks like they get pounded again around Monday, Tuesday,
0: Wednesday of next week. Jeez. And it's we getting pretty late, isn't it? Yeah. That tornado was pretty impressive. Did you guys see that one down? Yeah. In, uh... The
1: video that was pretty wild actually. Yeah. Yeah. Did they, did they end up uh, putting out a an yes. EF rating on that? Yeah, was that it? was
0: an, it was an EF one. Um, okay. So the strongest tornado that I'm aware of in Los Angeles County was an F2. I forget the year, but that was back when they were using the Fujita scale as opposed to sure. the enhanced Fujita scale. And um, I, I I think it caused damage to like the convention center or something. But this one was roughly, I, I believe, like 10 miles east of downtown, but still a you know densely populated area. It's It's amazing that there weren't you know, fatalities or many more injuries, but it was an impressive sight. And it's just been, it's been an incredible winter slash early spring down South. And, um, and, and, you know, we've been faring as well, uh, faring pretty well as well. Um, in terms of like the snowpack, our mountains are in great shape in the state of Oregon and Southern right. Washington. Yep. Uh, Mark, have you checked? I think I updated those recently, but we've kind of gone back and forth yeah. on that. Yeah, they're um,
2: really good. You know, there's parts of uh, the, dry- I, what I like is the anomaly is highest in the driest parts of the state. By that, I mean, um, where we have the most snow compared to normal is in those driest parts of the state. So they're, they're making a nice little recovery after three years of drought. That's not going to raise the three years of drought, but places like um, from Bend down to Klamath Falls over to Lakeview, over to Burns, Rome, you know, there's a Rome, Oregon, um, over those, that whole part of South Central, and Southeast Oregon, they've been getting clipped by those California storms. So it's great to see good snowpack there. And it looks like we're doing fine up here. We're well above average and boy, this next uh, two days, three days should give us another two feet of snow up there. So yeah, um, nice that's going to put us way above average.
0: For sure. Which and is great is for spring break
2: skiing. Yeah.
0: Sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off, but this is the time oh, of year bro. when our snowpack tends to peak in the state of Oregon. Right. I mean, it, dep- mm-hmm. yeah. it varies depending on where you're located, but um, it's great to see the numbers for this time of year um, in that they'll probably go up a little bit before, before they'll go back down. Uh, I agree. So uh, long, long, Let's talk about like the, you know, the long term outlook. Uh, It does look like we're going to catch some drier weather. I mean, let's, let's just get this out of the way. I think through Sunday, there's going to be at least some showers around from time to time and it's going to stay cool. But it looks like, you know, midweek of next week is looking much drier, a little bit more normal for this time of year. Mark, you just did the forecast.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It just looks like that. That system goes Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday into Mm -hmm. California. Maybe something tries to come at us from the west or northwest around next Wednesday or Thursday. So that's, you know, halfway through spring break. Um, But that looks like a weak thing. So I don't really I actually I didn't look beyond next Thursday because I didn't have to forecast beyond. Um, But it looks like I just don't see a huge wet pattern. So that's good. So so again, kind of like we've had over the last week or so. We're going to get a little dry period coming up, or at least either mainly dry or all dry for three or four days, which will be great. So nice. Yeah. I've noticed in the past, and I mentioned this on the air, I think a few days ago, I said rarely do I see a spring break around here in Oregon, which is always uh, the last like kind of full week of March. Rarely do I see it cold and showery through the entire spring break. And rarely do we see it sunny and warm through the spring break. Usually there's a mix, like it starts cool and showery, it gets a little bit better, then showers at the end or, you know, something like that. Yeah. So I'd say this is, when looking ahead to the next 10 days, looks pretty darn normal to me. Cold, yeah. then warmer, then maybe shower again.
1: Yeah, and we can appreciate that we get some dry breaks mixed in there. It's nice to, I don't know, I think it's kind of a cool time of year where we see a little bit of both. Mm-hmm.
2: I agree. Yeah. April's even better. If we keep the same pattern in April, I really like it because then those dry periods are like 68, 75 degrees instead. Yeah. But it's not hot and, uh, you know, you get the showers, the birds are singing.
0: Yeah. We should start Everybody's a contest happy. and see who can nail down first or be the closest to when we'll see our first 70 degree day. Um, oh, Shouldn't be think? far off.
2: I think the I average guess
1: that is. I that could be any time.
2: I mean, really, yeah. The average is like the last day of March or something like that. So I sometimes before, sometimes after.
0: Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, I was looking at those stats yesterday. I think early April, like April 2nd or something like that. Um, but the latest that we've ever had our first 70 degree day, I believe, was May 5th. Don't ask me the... the
2: Was that 2010 or 2011? 2017,
0: actually. That's when it was. Wow. Uh,
1: I mean, we've already gotten so close. We hit 68 on Saturday. I'm going to... You know what? I'm going to say it could potentially happen next week when we get that dry, if we get enough sunshine.
2: That is crazy, talk.
1: (laughs) Oh, I'm saying it.
2: It could happen. We've been... Well, let's talk about our over overachieving we were talking about this on our texting it's just uh, we've had several days that have overachieved including yesterday so uh yeah where we say yeah models show this boy that anytime we get that easterly flow it's so easy in the spring and summer and early fall to overachieve it seems like
1: yeah that's that looks like it could be happening monday oh, just saying we will see. okay we'll see, we will see.
0: <laughs> yeah i'm not putting my i'm not putting my money on that one but that's fair it's okay to, it's okay to dream Camilla.
1: It's yeah, okay. I know I'm ready for shorts. Okay. Don't, don't get mad at me. You
2: know, All right, um, so, go
0: well, ahead, I was Mark. just
2: going to say Jeff coming up, but let's not do it on this one cause we're out of time and they would need yeah. to be in studio for something. Right. But, um, I was going to say, um, in the next podcast, let's talk El Nino. Oh, Ooh. are you excited? The cause La Nina boy. is dead. La Nina is gone yeah. and there are strong hints that something big is ha- brewing in the Pacific. So, uh, We could be headed towards a a good El Nino. We will see. And what does that mean? Well, we can get into it. But um, yeah, we, we want to cover that coming up in
0: April for sure. That's a teaser of a century for the weather nerds. Enzo talk.
1: Yeah. Oh, my. wait. Big things happening. Since we're kind of verging away from whatever, we're kind of getting into the shenanigans now, can I Mm -hmm. share some really fun space facts that I'm learning from my meteorology class? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. so this is for my natural hazards class. And we're talking about space debris and meteorites and, and that kind of thing. Really, really cool. And what's mind-boggling is the fact that we are just a tiny, tiny little target on a massively large dartboard with way too many darts for comfort flying around out there. Oh, good. <laughs> you know what I mean?
2: Good analogy, uh, yeah.
1: Yeah, so I learned that there are approximately 50 house-sized objects that fly between the Earth and the moon every single day. Isn't that crazy? Wow.
2: That's amazing. 50. 50. 50.
1: Just casually zipping on by. Did
0: you? Find
2: and if you I recall... Oh, okay. go ahead.
0: I was gonna. I was gonna ask. Did you learn like how large that object has to be in order to cause like mass, um, you know, I don't know, destruction? Death. Yeah. <laughs>
1: uh, well, I learned there's Death. a certain. <laughs> in order to wipe out the human race, uh, no, but it uh, has to be like above a certain. I think they gave it in grams in order to actually get through our atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can't remember if they told us how big it would have to be. I to thought,
2: actually... I thought, remember that one in Russia that was so well documented a few years ago, you know, blew out windows. And, and remember, it was at daybreak and so many people had it on their car cameras. It was a blocks or something in Russia. Um, that one, um, that one I thought was Volkswagen size. I wow. thought. I think a small, like a BW Beetle. So a could be house
0: one. would be a problem. BW Bug.
1: Yeah, that one probably. Yeah, that'd be, be bigger, a much bigger. Yeah.
0: House, house would be a big problem. Yeah, and well, depends and then, where. You know, yeah, and too. we have you know we have
1: craters like that, are from sixty five million years ago. You know that are like several kilometers wide. So it could be a big big range.
0: Thank you for um, creating my future Thanks.
1: nightmares. You're Camilla. welcome. Yeah.
0: That would
2: be a first alert day if we see that. That. <laughs> that would be a first alert day. Yeah. Facts. You
1: know, the reassuring thing is that NASA and so many of these groups are documenting these, like the orbits of these things so well that I feel mm-hmm. like we would at least have a slight heads up before half
0: the human race is eliminated. I would hope so yeah i would hope so yeah um all right well it's 329 mark you have a promo i think at 330 if i'm not mistaken well now studio. it's
2: 345 because i don't have makeup on yet yes we all wear makeup everybody wears it yeah so <laughs> wow. let's get that out
0: of the way
1: oh yeah there's already some people entering the studio mark you're in trouble oh, i told him Better
0: 345
2: hurry. tell him i gotta go get i have to uh, get
1: the
0: show up. doesn't begin until mark is ready <laughs> <folks>. yeah
2: <laughs> right no the show starts i always tell kids this at school visits the show starts whether you're ready or not, so you better say something. So that's true. True.
0: Yeah. There you go. All right. Well, uh, thanks for joining us for another edition of this Fox 12 weather podcast. Stay warm out there. I know it's, it's another chilly pattern here, but soon enough, it'll feel like spring again midweek and right. next week. All right, guys. Have a good one. We'll talk to you soon. See ya. And tell us, please tell us about the weather.